This is episode 388 of the AWS podcast, released on August 30th, 2020. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Summerless, you're here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by a very special guest to talk about something brand new. I'm joined by Venkatesh Christian, who is a product lead for integrations here at AWS. Welcome to the podcast, Venkatesh. Hello. Now, you're here to tell us about something brand, 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 brand new, which is called Amazon AppFlow. So uh, this is a brand new launch, which is always exciting because it means we're solving new problems for our customers. Can you tell us what is Amazon AppFlow? Amazon AppFlow is a brand new AWS service that we launched last week. It's a fully managed service that enables our customers to easily integrate different SaaS applications they use in their business. The applications they use for CRM, for HCM, for ERP and so on. So applications like Salesforce, Marketo, ServiceNow, Zendesk, um, Google Analytics with the rest of their AWS services. So it's a no code service which allows them to easily create these data flows between different sources and destinations. These sources and destinations could be AWS services, could be the SaaS applications. And once you create a flow, it's pretty straightforward. You specify what data to move from where to which destination. You specify trigger mechanisms. And from that point on, the service takes on the task of orchestrating and executing the flow. So at the time of trigger, we will pull the data from the source and push it into the destination as per your requirements. You can also add some lightweight processing to the data. So you can take the data, transform fields, you can mask certain sensitive fields, you can filter the records so that you don't pull all of them, you pull only ones that are relevant to you. So you can add processing as part of the data transfer and the service handles all of that for you. So it will move the data from the source to the destination. The good thing about it is you don't have to write any code. Mm, that's a, that makes a big difference. Now, the uh, the regular listeners will be thinking, this sounds similar to some other services or has some crossover. So we'll get into why this particular service exists. But maybe let's start with what are some of the pain points that we wanted to solve for our customers here? Sure. So our customers are increasingly adopting SaaS applications in their business. And I listed some of those out, like Salesforce, Marketo, ServiceNow, Zendesk, Google Analytics, Trend Micro, Singular, and so on. These applications hold very precious, very valuable data in them. And what customers want to be able to do is to be able to easily connect these applications to various AWS services so that they can derive value from from the data that resides in each one of these applications. So for example, they want to be able to pull data from these applications into data lakes that are running on AWS and then use them for analytics so that they can draw some rich insights from the data. Or in other use cases, customers want to be able to uh, have seamless and secure flow of data across these applications so that they can automate workflows, right? So that reduces manual data transfers. So they want to be able to automatically transfer data from one source to the other. The problem today that customers face in being able to integrate these applications and move data easily is that to be able to do so, they have to build custom connectors. And building custom connectors takes a lot of time and development effort. You have to build these connectors, you have to manage the code, you have to um, basically handle authentication, you have to make sure that you build necessary security mechanisms like encryption in place so that your data is secure. 
So essentially building connectors and managing these connectors entails a lot of development effort. And as the number of applications that they use in their businesses grows, the stall of custom connectors that they need in order to keep all these systems integrated just, just balloons. And that makes it super hard for customers to be able to benefit from an integrated experience. So the new service, Amazon AppFlow, serves to address some of these key pain points, whereby we provide out-of-the-box connectivity and a way to create flows between different applications and services so that customers can realize the benefits of integration in just a few minutes. And this is a, a no-code interface, so you know, no, no code skills required. And I, I think during the beta program, you had some pretty significant flows happening with some of our customers. Right. So uh, when we built the service, the first version of the service and launched uh, a private beta with select customers, uh, we had one customer that actually used it to transfer very large volumes of data, right? So we had a customer that wanted to transfer millions of Salesforce records from Salesforce into an AWS. And quickly we realized that we have to build the service to scale a wide range of customer requirements, right? From, from real-time transfer of data, right? All the way, small volumes of data, all the way to gigabytes of data transfer, right? Which is typically triggered on a weekly or a monthly schedule. So what we did was we built this service so that we serve almost, we serve this entire range, the entire gamut of data integration requirements that our customers have. So having the beta process really lets you learn a lot about what customers might do with the service, particularly one that's new. And we often learn a lot. Right. What are some of the patterns and things you've seen uh, when the customers are using this during the beta process uh, that, uh, that maybe surprised you or just uh, opened your eyes as to what customers are going to do with this? Right. So uh, customers see a lot of value in being able to use a service like AppFlow right out of the box to be able to aggregate data. Some of the common use cases that customers reported that this service will be very useful for them was aggregating data in data lakes from multiple sources. So here's an example. So customers want to be able to pull data into data lakes from Salesforce, from ServiceNow, from Marketo, and from Zendesk, and aggregate it into the data lake and run analytics. Let's say, for example, to do lead scoring. Now, once the lead scores are generated, it doesn't stop there, right? So you want to be able to take that lead score and send it back into these applications. So it's bi-directional in nature where you bring data into a data lake, run analytics, run machine learning against that data. And once you generate insights, customers want to be able to take those insights and send them back into these applications because for users in lines of business, that's the system of engagement, right? A CRM administrator, uh, a CRM system is used by sales reps to interact while they interact with their customers. So they want this data, the insights back into Salesforce, for example. So we built a service that's truly bi-directional in nature for these SaaS applications, where you bring in data, you can run analytics and take data back. A second subset of use cases that we have heard from customers are for workflow automation, right? So this is where something changes in Salesforce. Customers want to be able to react to that change in near real time and bring that change into AWS so that they can update something downstream. Maybe they have a dashboard that they have built out of the data that is in the data warehouse. 
and they want to be able to make sure that the dashboard is up to date. So as soon as an opportunity record in Salesforce changes state, they want that information to flow in near real time in a few seconds into their data warehouse uh, running on AWS, maybe Redshift. And that's essentially a use case where we built an event-driven integration for them. Right? So now you, you can set up a flow which is triggered by a change in state of an opportunity in Salesforce, and that information flows in and updates your Redshift table in real time, and you can update your dashboards in real time. So this is the breadth of use cases that we heard our customers ask for, and we have built our service to meet their requirements. And, and that bi-directional flow, I think, is really interesting because uh, it's it's one of the more fiendishly difficult uh problems in it uh it's it's easy to go one way but getting it forward and back is is tricky now one of the things that really leaps out is is the fact that this feels a little bit similar in some ways to things like uh, event bridge to data sync to glue there's lots of services that do some of this sort of data movement data munging if i can call it that how does this compare and where does it where does it fit yeah great question so Let's look at each one of these services and how um, AppFlow complements those services. Amazon EventBridge is a service that allows partner events to be published in customers' partner event bus. So let's say, for example, Zendesk is an Amazon EventBridge partner. So if you have a Zendesk account, you can configure Amazon EventBridge to publish your Zendesk events into your event bus. And then you can trigger a rich set of downstream applications based on that event. So EventBridge is a service that serves event-driven integration patterns where events are ingested from partner sources and downstream processes are triggered based on those events. AppFlow is a data movement service, right? So one of the trigger patterns in AppFlow is an event-driven trigger, but essentially, AppFlow enables customers to move data. Data can be event-driven data. It can be more broadly data that is a batch mode of transfer. So there's more diversity in the types of data transfers that AppFlow enables. It enables event-driven data transfers. It, it enables scheduled data transfers or on-demand. And that's where there's a synergy between EventBridge and AppFlow. So we are working very closely with the EventBridge team to solve customer problems of, uh, of of being able to trigger data flows through all these three different trigger mechanisms. And what about something like Glue? You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are used to using Glue to, to do those integrations. How does this compare and where does it fit? So Glue is an ETL tool, right? So ETL entails uh, extracting data, transforming that data, and then sending the data to destination systems. AppFlow is a service that connects to different sources, right? So these are sources on AWS or sources that are, uh, you know, uh, applications, SaaS applications that are part of the AWS ecosystem. So AppFlow is a service that connects to these different sources and destinations and enables customers to bring data in. Now you can bring data in and then perform ETL with Glue. That's one of the integration patterns. But there's also another key difference between AppFlow and the other two services that we just discussed, Glue as well as EventBridge. AppFlow is a service that targets users in lines of business and provides them a no-code tool to be able to pull data from these different sources and send them to these destinations. So it's, it's essentially a tool that 
that targets users in lines of business, like CRM administrators, the BI specialists, and others, and provides them a tool to move data. If you're building custom integrations, if you're building very sophisticated, detailed integrations, then you would typically um, bring in a developer, and those are the tools like Glue and EventBridge are developer-oriented tools that give them a lot of flexibility in terms of the types of integrations that they want to build. And so how do you get started? I mean, you mentioned sort of sounds like it's pretty easy and you don't need a coding background to do it. How would you get going? Oh, it's pretty straightforward to get started with AppFlow. So you would go into the console and select Amazon AppFlow under the application integration category. Once you select the service, you go into the console, you set up a flow, and that's how you specify your data movement requirement. So you just click on creating a flow. As part of configuring a flow, you select a source and you select a destination, right? So you select, hey, I want to move this Salesforce object and then you want to uh, identify a destination. Maybe it's an S3 bucket, maybe it's a Redshift table uh, that's receiving that data. So you identify what object you're going to pick from Salesforce and what uh, where you're going to send it. Of course, you first authenticate yourself against Salesforce. All this is through a point and click interface, right? So we pop, pre-populate the list of objects that are available to you. You just go point to the one that you want to move and there you go. The next step is to specify a trigger. And as I mentioned, there are three types of trigger mechanisms that are available. It's either an event-driven trigger with Salesforce, or you, you can schedule data transfers, or you can do it on demand. Like as soon as you set up the flow, you go click a button and that will transfer data instantaneously for you. Next step is for you to specify data transformations. You map the source fields to the destination fields, and then you can add some transformations as part of it. Let's say you want to combine two fields and populate a destination feed. That's a pretty straightforward data transformation that you can easily configure with AppFlow. You can also mask feeds. Let's say, for example, you're bringing sensitive social security information from source and you're putting it into destination, but you want to mask the first five digits of the social security number. So you can select a masking option, which will go and replace how many other characters you pick with stars, for example. Uh, you can also validate data, so you don't bring all records, but you bring only records that have valid information. So you can specify what the validation criteria is as part of setting up the flow. You also set up filters. So let's say, for example, you don't want to bring all records from Salesforce. You want to only bring records that were created after a certain date. Pretty straightforward. You go and specify the filter. Again, no coding needed. Just point and click in a drop-down menu. Once you set up the flow, you, uh, if it's uh, an event-driven flow or a scheduled triggered flow, you just go and activate the flow. If not, if it's a non-demand flow, as soon as you save the flow, there's a run button that you go and click. And as soon as you click the button, the flow will get triggered and it will transfer the data from the source to the destination and apply any processing that you have specified as part of the transfer. So it's very easy to use. It's a, as I said, it's a no-code interface. It's just a few points and clicks, and you have a lot of options to configure um, the source, the destination, the filters, and, and any processing that you want to add. Well, so it does sound sounds pretty straightforward. And you know, with any new service that we release, we like to release something that's useful for a wide range of uh, use cases. But then we also iterate like crazy uh, based on customer feedback. What are some of the things that um, people who are using this first out of the gate should uh, keep an eye out for? So... Um, Essentially, today we support 14 
sources and four destinations as part of the service that we launched on the 22nd of April. So we are constantly expanding this list. We would definitely love to hear the sources and destinations that you commonly use that you want us to build connectivity to. Uh, and so, um, you know, based on your feedback, we will work backwards to add those connectors. We will also enhance the capabilities that we offer in terms of the transformations that you can perform during data transfers. So we will add more sophisticated transforms so that you can process the data while it is in transit instead of bringing the data to the destination and then post-processing it. Today, we already include a lot of basic transformations, basic processing steps that you can include, but we will continue to expand that portfolio and add more sophisticated processing as part of our roadmap. It sounds like there's lots to come. So Venkatesh, where can customers get more information from about AppFlow? Oh, customers can go look at aws.amazon.com slash AppFlow for more information. You can also visit our product page. We have blogs that have been published that you can look at to get more information about this new service. Fantastic. It's uh, exciting times and always great, I think, to be part of that experience of, of bringing a new service to customers. So you must have been enjoying the last few months as well as uh, looking forward to the next few. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, really exciting to be able to deliver value to our customers. This is something that our customers have been asking for for quite a while. And so we are really uh, excited that we are able to deliver that value to our customer at this time. And thanks for coming on the podcast. And thank you all for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do that. And until next time, keep on building.